Welcome back to the Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm Michael Hales and today is a, an actually older episode in the sense of when at the time of recording the expansion draft hasn't happened and all the drama with Flurry hasn't happened. Today Bailey Monteef and I are discussing what happened to Vegas and their goalie situation. How did they get here? What was what could they have done? And just all around our opinions. It's kind of more of like just a goalie talk podcast episode. And there is a dog snoring right beside me when I'm editing this. I hope you enjoy and let's jump right in. Welcome to the podcast, Bailey Monteith. Thanks to you for coming again. Today, I want to pick your brain about Las Vegas's goalie situation okay you got two goalies robin leonard mark andre fleury i am a big 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 fan of mark andre fleury because when he first got drafted i was young he had really cool pads he was energetic he was very different than the norm yeah of course. and he stuck with that really and i i like robin leonard for more of what he stands for I think it was awesome that Vegas gave him a bigger contract than he was able to get after coming out and acknowledging that he has mental health issues. After he said that, he got underpaid and only one-year contracts. Vegas, you could say, took a risk. It doesn't really matter to me the price or how long, just that the fact that they've acknowledged he's actually worth something. Yeah. Which made it interesting because when they signed him is when he started over Flurry in the playoffs. And Flurry's man not manager, but agent did not like that very well. Yeah, and the whole Alan Walsh thing. Yeah. So it was very interestingly timed and kinda led into this year's drama with the playoffs and the gold golden knights. Yeah. Flurry started did well. They tried to put Leonard in against Minnesota. Did not do well. So they rode Flurry for the remainder of Minnesota series and all of Colorado series. Yeah. Yeah, I know like that first game against Colorado that Leonard started, it was a nightmare. It was, was like it 7-2. C- was it Colorado? Yeah, it was I Leonard started it. game 1 against Colorado. They oh, got I thought it was Minnesota. They got pumped like 7-2. Anyways, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic because I think it's I'm different than a one A one B situation. Yeah, it's really weird because I think the year before I think they rode Leonard for most of playoffs, and then this year they rode most of Flurry, and especially during the season they rode most of Flurry. It's just a really weird dynamic. It's not on paper and on the outside looking in, it looks like a one A one B, but the way that Peter DeBoer deploys his goalies, it looks like a it's whoever's going, and obviously like that's how it should be, but it's more of like a. <laughs> If you're going for, a, like, it's it's just because Flurry started, he was going all year and he was going to the playoffs. And it was. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. It's though. really weird. And especially, um, I'm getting to this early, but, like, I'm just going to, like, it's a little numbery, but when you have two goalies and you're paying them that much money, you can't really be sticking a $5 million goalie on the bench when, with Vegas's cap situation. Yeah, I mean. That's just when it gets weird because it's fine having a 1A, 1B, but when you aren't really using the B, why are you paying them $5 million? Yeah, well, Montreal hasn't used Jake Allen. 
He's not making that much though. Like he's not he's not making as much as Leonard would be. Jake Allen is making two point eight million dollars this year. That's a huge difference from Leonard. It's two point eight for two more years. Oh. This year or no, next year and the year after. And then you got Robin Leonard, who is at five million for four more years. So you but like during the whole year and in the playoffs, you're sticking a five million dollar goalie in the bench compared to a two point eight million dollar goalie who is behind Flurry or uh, behind Price. There's just completely different situations that are being handled completely differently. Yeah, I thought Allen was getting paid more. For some reason, I remember him making four. I think I think St. Louis retained, retained when they traded them to Montreal. But it doesn't make sense because you look at teams like New York Islanders. Oh, they have a, they have a great system. Well, that's also that's also their defensive system as well. Like, yeah, but like they don't have. Yes, Varlamov is a good goalie, but they don't have a star. You can't. They have two good. Goals. You cannot tell me Varlamov puts up the numbers he does on the Islanders on any other team in the league. He can't. He's a, he he's a great that. goalie. He did that his first couple years in Colorado, but it's a system that both goalies have to buy into. Hey, we're going to take a little bit of price cut, but we're sharing the games, and they understand that. I don't think that conversation was necessarily had with Vegas. No. And if it has, they didn't make it public. But something has to be going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Like this year against the Canadians. They took Flower out after game two. Right? He didn't play game three. Yeah, he kind of messed up in game two, which ended up in Vegas losing the game. Right? That was kind of like his second, you could maybe say his third strike against him in the playoffs for just brain-dead plays or fluky accident plays. Right? He's 36. He can't play every game. Like, as much as I don't want to say age is a factor, your body takes a little bit longer to recover. Yeah. This year, last year, you didn't have that time. I think he played a bit too much in the regular season, too. I'm just checking. He definitely carried it in the regular season because Leonard was injured, was he not? What was it, like 50, 56 game regular season? Uh, Uh, Sure. He played 36 this year. Yeah, he played a lot. Yeah, that's way too much for a guy who's 36. Um, no, I th- I think it's it's a really weird dynamic in Vegas. They they're not really like looking around the league like Arizona. If, if anything, they have like a one A, one B, one C kind of situation. Um, I'm trying to think like Carolina kind of has a one one A, one B. It's not a very good one A, one B. But I have, okay. So where do you stand? Flurry over Leonard, I think Leonard over Flurry. Flurry is above and beyond better than Leonard. I don't think it's that close. Um, and that's more intangibles. That's playoff experience. That's um, kind of person he is, what he, what he brings. Leonard's a great guy. Um, yeah. I don't mean to sound like I'm knocking him at all because I'm – who am I to knock Robin Leonard, NHL, goaltender, making $5 million a year. Um, I'm a huge Flurry fan. That's also maybe a little bit of bias. Uh, I think he's one of the best goalies in the league. I think he's on par with. But what are we missing? I, I I honestly think it's the way that Peter DeBoer coaches. Like, it baffles me that they drafted Fleury from Pittsburgh, which was the biggest name out of that entry draft. And he was the face of the franchise. And then the next year or the year after, they're benching him. Yeah. And it's not really because of performance. Like, what's going on here? But let's tie this back into this year where it actually kind of stays relevant 
in the Montreal Golden Knights series. Vegas wins the first game. Montreal wins the second game. Game three, Montreal wins in overtime. Largely because of Fleury's mishaps with the puck. Mm-hmm. Right? To, for the tying goal. If that didn't happen, Golden Knights would have won the game. They put Leonard in for game four. He does well. Mm-hmm. 28 shots, 27 saves. Goes to overtime, wins it. 2-1 hockey game. That's tight. That's near perfection. Yeah. Okay. Game five, they go back to Flurry. In my book, sorry, that's the wrong call. Are you Are you ready for this? No. So it, no. Okay, okay. In game five, they went to Flurry and they lose four one, and Vegas looked dead, no energy, nothing there, right? Maybe it didn't matter what goalie was in net, but flip flopping like that, especially because Leonard just came off a win. Why wouldn't you go with him? Game six, they go back to Leonard, and they lose. That team played in front of two goalies three different nights, four different nights in a row. So that's not easy because they don't play the same. Yeah. They need to change how they play with each goalie. I don't think people understand that. People play different in front of different goalies. You have a goalie like Carey Price. Why would you not pinch at the blue li- at the offensive blue line? And make it more risk and harder on the other team to get out. And yeah, that's going to cause two-on-ones, three-on-twos, breakaways. You can trust a guy like Carey Price to bail you out the very large majority of the time. Mm-hmm. If you get a wild card in there, which we could kind of say they both are, you never really know what they're going to do. But Leonard's very tall, very slow on recovery pushes. He's powerful, don't get me wrong, on his first push, but he can't get back fast. He has to re- util- or he he's has to rely on his size. He's 6'4", 250. Yeah, he's massive. Yeah. 250, questionably out of shape. I don't want to see that guy like just like out in public. I don't. He I think he'd scare me. Yeah. And then Flurry. He's still tall, 6'1", 6'2" but he is crazy fast. Sorry, there's not much consistency in here. If you're flip-flopping every game, the team needs to figure something out on how to change their approach, which does not work for going against a team like Montreal. So here's here's the numbers. So I'm comparing them to the Islanders just because they have a very good 1A1B, and regardless of that's of their systems, they get the job done. That's all yeah, you they're ask. the most popular. So Varlamov played 14 games this playoffs, 7-7 seven, seven with like a two goals against, and then 9-22, pretty good. He won seven, lost seven. Yeah. Ilya Sorokin, I'll bring up his – he played seven games, won four, lost one, uh, but he played seven games. You go to Vegas, so okay, that's not even, but like that's pretty good. And if you have a 1A, 1B, that's what you'd want in the playoffs, right? Like a like – a Yeah, your 1Bs there for – bailout situations or hey our number one guy needs a game off grind out this win so here's flurry flurry played 16 games nine and seven 204 with a 920 16 what 16 games played and what's the win loss 
nine and seven with a two goals like just above two, like a two oh two and a nine eighteen. Guess how many games Leonard played? Three. Yes, he played three. Yeah. He put one win, two losses. Elimination game and you're starting a guy who's played two games before then. Yeah. Why would you not that play is him game probably four, game one of five. the worst coaching decisions I've ever seen in my life? Yeah. A hundred percent. Because he's not in it. But if oh, you played, played him for game five when the series was tied 2-2, two, two. Mm-hmm. see what he does. Because you're either going up one or going down one. Yeah, it's just series. very weird. It's very weird time to start a guy who's played two games heading into an elimination game. And one of the games, he couldn't even stop a beach ball. And He so couldn't even uh, – this is the best. I saw a meme after his first game. Against Colorado. Yeah. What was it, like eight? Dude, yeah, this guy played three games in his first game against Colorado. He let in seven on 37. Yeah, so the the meme I saw was Robin Leonard couldn't even save a Google Docs, and they auto-saved. I laughed so hard. No, it's... It's, it's, a, it's a nerd joke. It's an unbelievable... It's an unbelievably boneheaded coaching decision. And Leonard, again, three games granted. He ended with a... 362 goals against and an 887 save percentage. Yeah, I mean... Three games, it's only three. What we're not really taking into consideration is that it is playoffs and crazier things have ha- has happened. But why start Leonard? What is the upside of starting Leonard in, elimi- in, 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 in an elimination game? Why start Cam Ward in an elimination game when he's a rookie? Why start Matt Murray? Who was, who was Cam Ward's backup? Or who was Cam Ward's goalie partner that year? Gerber. Who? Martin Gerber. Oh, I know that guy. I've heard of him. Was he like this clear cut starter though? Oh yeah, he was. I thought he Cam was Ward. like top goalie in the Olympics or something that year. All right, I'm bringing up Martin Gerber's stats right now. Martin Gerber, when they won the cup, he played six games that playoffs. He had a 3.52 and 8.56. He lost the net to Cam Ward. Leonard didn't earn anything. It'd be different if Flurry was was terrible. Yeah, but that's a that's a risky move for the coach for the Hurricanes, right? If you I'm if your goalie is an eight fifty six, I don't care if he's Carey Price. You pull him and start the backup. Yep, I do agree with you on that because you need him to be better. Cam Ward that playoffs, twenty three games played, two fourteen goals against, nine twenty save percentage. I don't care how old he is. I don't care if he's a rookie or not. You he made the right decision there. If you lose the Nets, your problem, I guess. But very very odd coaching decision, and I don't see how. It may, it, there's no like there's no way you can spin it to where it makes sense. I have two questions here. Since Leonard won game four, do you start him game five? What was the score? 2-1 overtime. How many shots? 28. He saved 27 of them. And like if you watch the game, like he held them in it. Yeah, I'd probably start him game five. Okay. He wins. Who's game six? Leonard. You ride him, right? Yeah. You go with the guy who's winning. It's more of the flip-flopping in the semifinal. It's the flip-flop that makes zero sense. And, yeah, the semifinals. Now, this has been a team that's been on the cusp ever since they've entered the league. Stanley Cup final first year, semifinals for the last two. Yeah, no, that's right. Like, what, like, they're not missing anything. It's just bad decisions. Or not playing in the time that you need it. You're paying two goalies. Twelve million dollars yeah, combined. If they won that. the cup, great decision. We'll figure out after. Like Flurry must be coming up close to the end of his contract. Yeah, I think he's actually he might be a free agent this summer. Um, it's still 
Like, like he might be on the move to Seattle. I think uh, I think Pittsburgh's trying to trade for him again. I hope the Leafs do, if anything. And because I'm a Leafs fan, I look at it this way. You have a guy on the bench that's, again, making $5 million. That $5 million could be allocated to the rest of your team and could help you win. You stick with Flurry, great goalie. They have they have enough. They have a very well-rounded team that they got for not a discount, but they got guys who were willing to change their game from junior and, and AHL to make their NHL rosters as third, fourth line guys. Those guys anywhere else were high scoring guys. So all that they were able to do is pluck these guys, give them the opportunity, and and they've earned it. But they've made a lot of trades in the last couple of years for more depth. More but if you're not going to start a five, if you're just going to pluck a five million dollar yeah, goal that's on the bench, but like what, that's what your you only doing? argument. That's your only argument. Yeah, because it's the what biggest about argument. Bob Roski, there's a ten million dollar guy sitting in the He's stands. He's a third spring for part of playoffs. Yeah, that's a completely boneheaded issue. But we're if we're just talking about Vegas, if we're just talking about money, yeah, okay, yeah. There's I'll bring up there's a lot of teams in the league that have overpaying goalie problems, but we don't know all the ins and outs of all these guys' contracts. You can find them. You can find them. Yeah, uh, not now. Um, it's just you don't. You, if especially if you're a team like Vegas, who's on that'd be like if. Okay, exact same as the Leafs. They had Frederick Anderson making five million dollars as a backup for the playoffs. Why? Yeah. Could he and use that? How much did Jack Campbell make this year? Like nine. One one point eight million. Yeah. And he did well. Yeah, that's exactly my point, though, is that you can allocate that money elsewhere, not in a $5 million backup that's going to sit in the bench and wear a hat on the... That's what you're... you're you were literally paying Robin Leonard and Mark and Frederick Anderson $5 million to put a hat and watch a game front row seats. So I... So, okay, here's another question. When they signed Leonard to $5 million five year, do you think they were trade bait? I think they were flurry? trying to, yeah, they were trying to trade Flurry, but no one was going to help Vegas because they were already like 10 minutes. That was so, it was the same. So if I remember the order properly, it was they signed Leonard like a month later, they get Petrangelo in free agency. They're like $12 million over the cap in the summer. Teams are looking at that like, why would I help you out right now? And if I, and they were basically, they were waiting to. So they, they just got cut or caught. Not caught, but like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, they. They're reaping what they sow. They're chewed off more than they can bite. Yeah. Great. Okay. And then when no one would trade for Flurry because Vegas was asking too much, then they just decided to stick with $12 million in net. And, oh, hey, we're going to pluck one on the bench for the whole year in the playoffs and then stick them in an elimination game. Yeah. If, you have, if you have a goalie making $5 million, you do not stick him on the bench unless he is absolute garbage and cannot solve a beach ball. Right, Which so I don't really like Leonard, but he is not they, that. But they wanted Leonard, so they got caught multiple ways. No one wanted to pay that much for Flurry, and Leonard didn't do much this season. Flurry was the backbone. Yeah, right. He Vesna Trophy finalist at thirty six years old. Like he's good? he he's the guy who does not age, and the way he plays hurts 
So they got caught. They got caught signing a guy for a lot of money with no guarantee of moving on their other guy. Yeah. So now they're stuck with two number ones, arguably number ones, that have to share or they have to figure out a system that works. They're going to have to move Flurry. Or Leonard. Mm, I don't think Leonard has more term. Yeah. He has more term and he's cheaper and he's younger. I like Flurry and more. And he's of, proven that he works well in a 1A, 1B with Chicago and New York. Okay, then you trade Flurry and look for a 1B. To, s- to sum it up, do you think Vegas would have won the series if Leonard played game five after his game four win? No, I do not. Do you think it would have gone six games or seven games? I think it would have gone seven. They would have lost in seven. If I'm Peter DeBoer, I'm probably not going with Leonard at all. Even after Flurry's two or three I'm not. I'm not putting Leonard in game one against Colorado. I'm not putting Leonard in any game against Montreal. I'm putting him in if Flurry is hurt or if Flurry loses the net. Once you start a guy in playoffs, you don't take him out until he has either lost the net or injured himself. Or needs a break. There's a lot of games okay, close together. The only time I would ever do that is if you're up 3-0 in a series. Maybe even 3-1. But if you're up 3-0, then you give your goalie a break. If you're about to sweep a team, you give your starter a break and you put your backup in. But other than that, you keep you keep your starter in until he loses the net or hurts himself. So you think Flurry's gone this year? This, o- this offseason? Oh, yeah. For sure. Because he has one year left on his contract. It's a lot easier to retain a contract with one year left because then it's only one year you have to split a contract with somebody with. You think Seattle's taking Flurry and Holpe? No, I think Flurry gets traded before the expansion. Uh, oh, we can't. So, no, I think I think Flurry gets traded at like 25% retained. Crazy enough, Bailey actually did call that Flurry was getting traded. When we recorded this, it was well before the expansion draft and everything like that, so we didn't know what was still going on or what would have happened in the future. It would be interesting to get Bailey's take on that Chicago trade that is possibly the most the most popular or talked about trade of the summer so far, and is Chicago now a contender team again with one last kick at the can for most of these superstars and the dynasty core that Chicago has had for a long time now? Anywho, this has been another episode of the Goalie Corner. I hope everybody's enjoyed. And if you have any comments or any suggestions about topics that people want to hear or that you would like to hear, you can reach out to us uh, by email at thegoaliecorner at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at One Stop Goal Tending. Hope everybody has a great day. Talk to you soon.